When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to where it all began. That's right. Kind of funny's MCU in review where we rank and review and recap every single entry in the Marvel Studios Marvel Cinematic Universe. That includes the TV shows and the movies. Of course, today we are talking about the latest of the TV shows, the first ever animated TV show in Marvel Studios history. That is Marvel Studios. What if Nick, give it to me. What if? I hate how it cut out. I hate how it cut out because it made it somehow even nastier and even creepier. <laughs> that voice you hear, of course, is the producer slash producer Nick Scarpino. Shazam, Tim. I can't wait to talk about uh, this 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 animated series. Very excited. Liked it a lot. Let's rank it at number one. It's going to be fun. going to be a fun conversation. Of course, we also have the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Shazam, Tim. This is what this guy said. Right. Nick, like you just know off. how, to, like get, to, you know how to get under people's skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the best. It's the best. So this is the crew we have today because, of course, one, Greg Miller has the baby. He's out for the next couple months doing fraternity stuff. And Andy Cortez actually had a really cool opportunity for Twitch's Hispanic Heritage Month. They sent him down to L.A. He gets to go watch Dune before any of us. I'm I'm pretty jealous of that. It's cool, but I'm also holding out for the fact that it was a red herring and he's going to open that hotel room and a giant snake is going to bite him right in the abdomen. Yeah, I haven't heard from him today, so you never know. Actually, there that's a go. lie. I did hear from him because he sent me his rankings where he wants this, his thoughts on what if, and of course, Greg Miller did too. So we're going to get a proper ranking in this one. I'm very excited to get to all of that later. I have no idea uh, where that's all going to shake out. So we'll have to wait and see for that. But speaking of Dune real quick, if you like kind of funny content, we will be doing a Dune review on our other show, Screencast, our sister show, as I like to call it. Um, later this week, I want to say Friday, it'll be going up on youtube.com slash kind of funny and the podcast feed for Screencast. Please, if you aren't already subscribed over there, please subscribe to the podcast feed for both kind of funny Screencast and kind of funny in review because each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny and roosterteeth.com and like i was just saying on all of your favorite podcast feeds just search for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you we come at you twice a week with the latest and greatest in movie franchises tv franchises whatever mix that is all becoming in this modern day and age as it's only going to get more and more confusing this week we're doing mcu in review what if later we're going to do a rewatch of spider-man's 
Spider-Man 1, where it all began there. The Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi classic uh, leading into Spider-Man No Way Home later this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I don't know if you boys saw, but as of this morning, the entire MCU slate has been delayed. Everything. Yeah, I saw that, unfortunately. Everything. I did not um, see that. That's heartbreaking. Except for Spider-Man and uh, Eternals this year. But Spider-Man, Sony okay. property, so, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But everything after that shifted back one hole, one gaping hole, Nick, in the beginning of next year. I know. Uh, but God, don't but worry we about it. We had, that We had it later. nice while we had it, you know what I mean? This, this yeah. year, this last six months. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that's we're not going to get shows. So. Sure. Yeah. So we'll still we'll still be getting a whole bunch of goodness. But next week, we are going to start something that you guys have all been asking for, and that is Ghostbusters in review. Uh, like I've been saying, Greg Miller is also part of that. He pre-recorded a bunch of things before the baby came. So uh, that's going to start rolling out next week, as well as our return to Edgar Wright in review for last night in Soho that we're going to be excited re- about reviewing one. next week. I know. we got a whole bunch of cool stuff happening. Because Andy has to watch it, and he doesn't like scary things. I know. I'm pretty excited for Great. him to get spooked. Uh, if you want to get the show ad-free, if you want to watch it live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule, and the Kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC clan have done. And I am just realizing right now, there's no way that's right. No way, no how. The correct Patreon producers this time are Pranksy and Molecule. There so you thank go. you both very, very much for but all. Shout out of to those other support. Patreon producers who have supported exactly. us in the past. We love you. Very and much. the future mm-hmm. Patreon producers that will support us. We're just thankful. We're just thankful to be here and thankful to our sponsors, MeUndies, HelloFresh, and Uncommon Goods. But I'll talk to you about that later. I don't want to dilly. I don't want to dally. Let's get right into it. Marvel Studios, what if, with a, uh, a date of August 11th through October 6th. 2021 nine episodes ranging from 30 to 37 minutes each uh this marks the first animated marvel studios project of all time but not the last there will be more we know that what if season two is going to happen no date on it rumors are 2022 but we'll have to to wait and see on that um but they have hired a whole bunch of people so it seems like there's actually going to be like an animated arm of the the marvel studios uh team so yeah i I think we're going to start seeing some some more stuff i'm not sure if i am groot is going to be animated or if it's CG or something, but that's going to be a project that's coming out next year or maybe two years. I don't know. I mean, technically a lot of- this was CG, right? Like, yeah, just that's a good 2D. point. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking more proper live right, action, right, proper CG, like, whatever yeah, the hell yeah, yeah. you want to call that. Uh, this was created by a man named AC Bradley and directed every single episode was directed by Brian Andrews. Brian Andrews contributed to work such as star Wars, clone wars, not the clone wars, the old G, Gendry one. So that's pretty cool. 2D one. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And Samurai Jack, My Life as a Teenage Robot. And I was extremely excited to see he directed many episodes of Jackie Chan Adventures. One of the greatest uh, cartoons of all time. I love it a lot. So that's very, very cool. Um, He was also a storyboard artist on pretty much every MCU movie since Iron Man 2. So all the way from Iron Man 2 all the way through with Guardians 1, Guardians 2, all the Avengers movies, including Endgame. So that's pretty damn cool. And like I said, he directed every single episode in this, making his kind of major directorial debut of a major project over many episodes. The music was done by Laura and Cartman. And that's all I got for you because we don't know the budget of the show and there is no box office because it is a TV show. Mm. How do you feel about that, Kev? You You look concerned. Oh, no, I just found something online that I want to share with you that has nothing to do with anything, but I'm going to share it to you Great. right there. Thank you. I honestly needed to see this today, Kevin. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no for problem, audio no listeners, problem. Nick, can you please describe what you're looking at? In as much detail uh, as possible. 
audio listeners, we are we are looking at a picture of one Vin Diesel uh, with his arm around a live statue of Groot, uh, and they both have the same vacant look in their eyeballs. It's almost <laughs> like if you blink, you're like, we're not sure which one of them is live and which one of them is a fake person. Yeah. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. The only thing this uh, is mi- the only thing this is missing, Tim, is Paul Walker just kind of ghosted over to the left over his shoulder. Maybe happy Creative be- Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Vin Diesel, I love you so much. So normally with interview, we go through, we talk about the plot, we go like break down all the stuff, do the podcast from the podcast. We're still gonna do much of that. However, uh, since what if is such a different beast, uh, since this is a lot shorter episodes, there's more of them, all that. I kind of wanted to get a lot of the the trivia and stuff ahead of it before we even got into our thoughts on it all, because there's some cool stuff here. Now that we know what the show is and we have the understanding that it's a semi-anthology where it is anthology, but it's also all connected. There's some pretty cool stuff. Most of it involving episodes that were scrapped um, that are potentially going to show up in season two or ideas that just aren't going to happen for whatever reason. Uh, an episode pitch involving the guardians of the galaxy was suggested for the first season but it was scrapped because james gunn told them it's too similar to the plot of guardians 3 interesting so Ooh, that's that's kind of a mm-hmm. we're like we oh get? shit <laughs> uh and then another one uh chadwick boseman's last marvel project for before his death was this he was definitely more involved than i think any of us expected him to be uh playing the role of T'Challa in many different forms across the multiverse. So I thought that was pretty cool. A nice send off for him, but a uh, spinoff series for his star Lord was planned, but was canceled after uh, Chadwick died. So this is the first ever MCU TV show uh, that was officially canceled. That was internally kind of greenlit. Um, so that's, 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 that's interesting. That's interesting. That's good. They did that though. I feel like, Oh yeah, no, definitely. That was the right call for sure. That's as opposed to definitely the right the call. Boys. It's fascinating, though, that they were like, man, this is a character we need to explore so much more that we're going to give him a show. And also, it kind of sets up, like, it's the idea that, like, if any of these episodes are popular enough, they might devote, like, an entire season to them is pretty wild to me. Where it's like, I'm kind of shocked that we, like, after, I feel like Captain Carter got a very good reception, and I'm a little bit shocked that, that, uh, she wasn't given, like, we haven't heard anything being like, oh, hey, maybe we'll do a show with this. Well, well I think that was like, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. for it, Nick. Go for no, it. I was, I was going to say, but that was, that, was one of my, that was one of the first things I remember saying when we watched that first episode. And, and as we as we continue through the series, I was like, I would literally watch seasons of any one of these. If you just took this, maybe not Party Thor. I think that joke kind of grows old after a while. But, like, watching a whole series of Captain Carter or the T'Challa as, as, as uh, Star-Lord, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, so what's interesting to me, and I'll talk about this a little more when I talk about my thoughts of what if overall, but I think that going for the Star-Lord storyline and giving it its own series is interesting because space and the cosmic stuff is still one of the areas that is least explored so far in our understanding of the MCU. So I think that could have been an interesting thing to get us as familiar with uh, planets that aren't just nowhere Xandar as we are with New York City. You know Absolutely, what I mean? So yeah. I feel like that could have been an interesting thing. But yes, I agree. It's a good call that they didn't uh, go with it. And Kevin, to your point about Captain Carter, I mean, the post credit scene of this season, like kind of being her, the continuation of her story, I think is signs that we'll see her at the very least in season two, if not that being a tease for her own show. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Disney Plus is more, or Disney Plus Day coming up November 12th. Um, and they're going to be making some announcements there. And we, uh, knowing that they have the different animation studios going, like I wouldn't be surprised if 
a Captain Carter show is announced. So we'll see. That's very cool. Um, and then AC Bradley pitched an episode inspired by the comic What If Number 10, which featured a timeline where Jane Foster became a female version of Thor after finding Mjolnir. Uh, but the idea was rejected after they had a big meeting and they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. Thor Love and Thunder is pretty much going to do that. Uh, a similar story where they were going to have one where Loki would become worthy and hold Mjolnir. And they're like, well, we have another show where we kind of make Loki the hero. <laughs> so they didn't do that. Uh, and then another one that I thought would be kind of cool is Tony Stark would have uh, teamed up with Pepper and kind of got her in the armor a lot sooner. And they would have explored the galaxy in the style of the Odyssey. Uh, but they realized wow. it was like way too big of a story to tell in a in one in, in one a, episode. In one episode, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like hearing I, these, I kind of like the idea of like they they thought of a bunch of shit. <laughs> I well, hope. That's Go ahead, Cap. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say. I hope that we get um, more what, what ifs in the like vein of like, hey, here's a season to play with something. It doesn't even have to be a huge season, like a four to six episode season of like, what if uh, Peggy. St- becomes Captain America and it just goes through the story and we see a little bit more because like I feel like the pacing in a lot of these episodes is so fast that I would have enjoyed to have a little bit more time with them yeah absolutely um and then another one that sounds really interesting to me is I think you guys will vibe with a lot too as fans of the 90s show uh there would have been one where Spider-Man turns into an actual spider uh but the idea <laughs> was scrapped spider. because all of the concept art and everything they were going for was just way too dark and it was like yeah, yeah way too horror territory that they were going for and uh on the flip side of that there was an episode they were working on that had all the Avengers as dinosaurs kind of in the vein of the Loki crocodile okay you know, where it's like That's, in the multiverse, yeah, yeah. anybody, you could be anything like there's right. versions of you out there, whatever. But it got rejected because they're like, this is just too silly. Ridiculous. Like, it's just not yeah. it's not working. Um, and then another one was going to have Tony exploring his complicated relationship with his father, uh, which would have had Howard appear more often in Tony's life and set Tony on a different path. Uh, but ultimately got shafted because the, there was other episodes that featured Iron Man that ironically ended up not even being part of the season due to pandemic stuff. That was the mm-hmm. Gamora Tony episode. Right. Uh, and then a random fun thing here is I'm unfamiliar with the Rocketeer, Nick. Sure. I, I know the box art. Do you have any info on what the rocketeer is i remember the movie it was about uh a a pilot who finds a test rocket that's basically trying to that the nazis are trying to get in america and he straps it to his back with a cool little helmet and he becomes a superhero called the rocketeer Mm -hmm. they wanted a great soundtrack yeah super cool helmet Uh, very cool helmet yeah very so uh in one of the in the original episode of episode one the captain carter one they wanted the rocketeer to be with captain carter that would have been Uh, so dope yeah, but so then, I have no idea how that would have worked, but I guess time time frame wise, yeah, it's World War II, so that would have worked out. But yeah, yeah, that's awesome. here we go. <laughs> There's the thumbnail that has them together. Uh, uh, but yeah, so Kevin cool. Feige disapproved it uh, because of copyright issues. So wait, so own? wait, what were the copyright issues? Doesn't yeah. Disney own Rocketeer? I I think it's just one of those weird licensing things where maybe uh, they own maybe the character, but they don't own the rights to have him in animated form or X Y Z. I don't know, but it got denied. Um, there was going to be a Captain Marvel episode, but that apparently got pushed to season two. And then just a fun fact here, Michael Douglas, this was his fourth time ever voice acting after Green Eggs and Ham in 2019, a 2011 episode of Phineas and Ferb and Liberty Kids in 2002. Bangers. All, all of them bangers. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he did a great job in this one. So he did a great job in this one. So and again, and this, that's what's so special about the series is how many people they were able to get back for it. Um, and even even some of the voice actors that weren't the original cast members from the movies did did pretty great jobs. Um, but like there were man, a fair amount that didn't do. There was a couple that that kind of weren't as good as we want them to be. But again, when you're when you're comparing the voices of like a, a good actor to Robert Downey Jr., it's it's a little that's that's an unfair comparison, unfortunately. I mean, Andy nails it every time. Every time it does, you close Every your eyes. Like, is it? Is it him? Is it Michael Caine? I don't know. I don't know. Really you guys see that Michael Caine retired, retired from being yeah. an actor did, and then Andy. unretired. Did he Wait, unretire? What? Really? He's officially unretired. Good. He's like, I didn't Get fucking out. retire. The fuck are you talking about? I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine. So wait, so he yeah. didn't retire. He's Someone not retired. retired. It is not retired. Someone tried to retire him and he's like, not today. No, he, he didn't say that. I can't do it. Give me give me a Michael uh, Caine, no, not today. Not today. No, I can't no. do it. Oh, no. that was bad. Not so Wayne. Not today. Not so Wayne. If you piss someone off. I know, I can't remember why. <laughs> Nick, I, I want to start with you. Like, what are your now that we've kind of sat with it? We did the weekly screencast reactions, so we kind of know all of our gut thoughts on it. But now right. that we've sat with it, now that we know, now that the show's over, we kind of know where it's at. The MCU, we're moving on. We got Eternals in like two weeks. the The premiere of Eternals is actually happening right now as we record this, so that's pretty exciting. I that's can't awesome. wait for every single person to come out and say it's the best movie ever on Twitter because that's how that always works. Uh, but anyways, enough jokes. Nick, what do you? What did you think? Um, I think this is a perfect medium for mcu tv shows i i love animated properties i've loved animated properties ever since I, I was growing up in the 80s and 90s this continues those stories and i think you can just do more with animated than you can with a lot of live action stuff due to budgetary constraints and it's not to say that wandavision and loki weren't enjoyable but when i watch those i can't help but think man i wish they had like 20 or 30 more million dollars to throw behind some of these things whereas the the cartoons uh, the cartoon medium in general, I just think lends itself so much more to some of these crazier stories. And I really, really enjoyed the what if series overall. I think it's probably my favorite um, spoilers for up you know, when we rank it. I think it's my favorite MCU TV like show just hands down. I just enjoyed the heck out of this. I'm very hopeful and excited to see season two. They could literally take any one of these episodes and spin them off into six more to eight more episodes. And I think I don't I don't think they would outstay their welcome with me at all. I'm ja everything you said about uh, all, all of the episodes that got cut or were denied minus maybe the one that's a ripoff of uh, of dinosaurs. Um, I would watch. I would watch Pepper and 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 Tony Stark. Maybe not this Tony Stark, but if they got Robert Downey Jr. back for that one, that'd be great to have Gwyneth Paltrow and Tony Stark like you know uh, gallivanting around the galaxy like the Silver Surfer for Christ's sake or any of that stuff. And I just think it's a cool way to introduce characters and try some stuff. Um, very similar, to, literally to. Star Wars visions where yes, some of this stuff um, it has to sort of fit in canon. Obviously when you're, when you're, when you're dealing with what if, and you're dealing with all these things, like you have to basically touch upon the stuff we already understand. Right. Um, but you can also have some fun and you can try some shit. You can have T'Challa be star Lord, right? You can have uh, Ant-Man's severed head be uh, uh, flying around with the cloak of um, what do they call it? The Dr. Strange's cloak levitation. Yeah. Levitation. And you can, you can have some fun with that stuff and it doesn't have to have these like um, world altering canon altering moments or, or, or ramifications. I just, I loved this. I, it, it's one of the, few things i've watched in a very long time where i'm like oh i immediately want more of this on tv kevin coelho um when we were watching the first episodes there are a couple moments where i was like oh man the, the this jump that they did it seems like kind of absurd and like cartoony and i feel like the more we watched the more of that kind of was happening 
And uh, it, it kind of takes me out of the moment. I understand that, like, because it's an animation, they can do crazier things. But I felt like so many times they were going, like, they were jumping the shark with whatever they were doing, where it's like, you know, um, uh, what's an example? Uh, Doctor Strange now has got, like, just becoming... I, so many of the, like, characters seemed so far from who the the characters that we know and care about are. Uh, so a lot of times we there are moments where I'm just kind of like, I don't know that, like... I, like, I do think Thanos could have been won over with the argument, but, like, I don't like how jokey... They're making it with it with the T'Challa like convinced him to stop trying to kill half the universe. Um, so it was just out of all the, the the shows that we watched, this is definitely not my favorite one uh, or the series that we've watched that, that MCU's made. Um, I really want to enjoy it, and like some of the 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 episodes, like I was so certain that I was gonna love like the zombies one because I really like the zombies. Um, comic or yeah comic line mm -hmm. um but when i was watching it it just didn't it didn't do it for me uh, i felt like there were a lot of missed opportunities that they went and like it's totally okay to create a new story out of an existing i you know like thing like the zombies but i just didn't love where they took it and i felt like by the end of the season like every episode was getting a little harder to watch um once it hit the end, it there were some redeeming stuff. And, like, that's, you know, everything is thrown out at that point, And, like, they could do whatever they want. So they have some cool moments. But they also have some ridiculous moments that, like, don't make sense. Or it's like, well, if they have Infinity Stones, you could go to another universe and get Infinity Stones and use them against him. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's, like, questions like that that get thrown out. Mm -hmm. And um, another issue I had was the pacing uh, I feel like a lot of these episodes are hurt because of the like time restraints they have. I kind of wish that maybe have longer episodes or uh, like more episodes that are more than one part uh, instead of just being the finale. So like, let us understand how the character we know becomes the character that you're portraying. Um, and then other than that, uh, I, I I thought the animation style was cool, and uh, it like. A lot of the things that we see are really cool, and like it's so cool to see like Hulk facing off of you know someone we didn't expect, uh, or Scarlet Witch go. You know, like those moments are cool, and it's it's nice that like we got them. It's cool that the Watcher exists now in in this way. I'm very interested to very interested to see the long term ramifications of what this all means to the MCU. Like I'm very curious to see if we see not fallout but like the mcu as we know it does this affect it and will like are we gonna meet uh, the watcher in, in somewhere else like i'm curious to see what the long-term ratifications are of this series i'm definitely still interested for season two but uh i'm a little like each episode lost me a little bit and at the end they got me back but uh we'll go over that more Nick. Go ahead, Nick. And I can see I can see a lot of those criticisms, right? Like, and that's and that's fair, right? I think I do think a lot of the stuff was rushed. Um, I do think that some of the action and some of the comedy went dipped into a little bit more of the slapstickiness. 
Um, the one thing I will say is to, to counter your argument about the characters not feeling like they are our characters. That worked for me only because we are dealing with this what if scenario. We're dealing with these like different alternate realities. And so in my brain, I'm like a kind of this isn't the Thanos we know, right? This is a different Thanos potentially that was maybe a little bit more amicable. I don't know. Um, but I just like that they have a little playground. They can experiment uh, with all that stuff. And, but I'll agree. Like, I, I think I wish each one of these episodes, actually, I wish a lot of these were just full length movies. I would have, the, the, the vision storyline in general, I thought is so interesting. And what a cool use of the concept of like, very simply, like, what if Vision was was the person that got all the Infinity Stones together? How how different would that be? I just that's that's terrifying and awesome all at the same time. I'm sorry, not Vision. Excuse me, Ultron. Uh, is what I meant to say. Uh, that that right there to me is just like what why I get so excited for the future of the series is you can do anything. You could actually just keep retelling. Like if you'd have told me, hey, they're going to retell the, the Infinity uh, uh, Gem or the Infinity Stones uh storyline again i'd be like i don't know that's kind of we've been there done that but this is just a new enough and cool enough take on it um and and a a terrifying take on it because like what's scarier than thanos well okay this incredibly smart uh robot that can that gets so powerful that he realizes there's like a a space between dimensions where there's these super beings called watchers super cool man and that and and we see that and, and they ended up um getting me especially in that part where he's like who said that Right in the second to last episode, and he looks over and he sees the watcher, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Right, it like closes the door, but it can't close it that much. There's just nowhere to escape with that. So I think a lot of that stuff worked for me. Yeah, I I feel like this is easily the MCU project that I am most conflicted on, and that it seems like the majority of people are most conflicted on in terms of how much they enjoyed it and what they expected out of it, what they got out of it. Um, and overall, I'd say this is one of my least favorite of the MCU projects, but I still really liked it. And I think that's just a testament to how good and strong the MCU is as a whole. Um, but I, I really appreciate the ambition of this show. And pretty early on, like the Captain Carter episode, it was a, was pretty by the numbers of, hey, we're just going to have one small tweak to something we're familiar with. But I really liked how every episode kind of would flip its kind of foundation of what type of what if story it was telling uh but constantly i was surprised by characters that would show up or locations they would go to or types of magic they would use or like elements that we've been familiarized with uh, throughout the mcu in combinations that i just didn't expect and in ways that showed they know what they're doing and like they are thinking about this as a Marvel Studios MCU show, not just another Marvel cartoon. It's not just, oh, there's there's Star-Lord and there's characters that have been in the comics before. These are MCU versions of these characters, even if they're multiverse versions of the characters we know. And, you know, to Kevin's point, um, I think that it's like, yeah, the characters sometimes acting out of out of character from what we know in line with that is the same thing as Peter Parker Toad McGuire, Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield, and Peter Parker, Tom Holland, all three of them completely different backstories, but it's like they are all being put into the same multiverse, I assumedly, uh, coming up in a couple months, right? And that to me is the type of thing where I'm hesitantly optimistic at where they're at right now, where I think we're just in a really messy point because a lot of these shows aren't coming out in the order and movies aren't coming out in the order that they planned to. Um, so I think that a lot of this multiverse stuff between Loki and Doctor Strange 2 and uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, What If, and all this stuff, I think if the pandemic didn't happen, it'd be a lot simpler and cleaner where certain terms like absolute point and nexus point in the rules that I care so much about would 
feel a bit more consistent. Whereas right now it kind of feels like everyone's playing by the same rule book, but the language they're speaking is a little different. So like that to me is kind of rubbing me the wrong way that by the time we get to the end of this, it weirdly feels inconsequential, uh, even though everything they're doing is the most consequential thing to just open the MCU into a MCM of like opening the multiverse. And I really appreciate the, and I think I'm alone in this. Like I like the pace of these episodes. I like that it kind of gets in, gets out, allows us to kind of fill in the gaps. Like I don't need to see the whole movie of first Avenger. I, I know what happens. Like right. I can understand where you're going at. Just show me what's different. Show me the highlights, show me the greatest hits. And especially when it's going to go into a story that kind of gets everyone together. I don't think they necessarily stuck the landing, um, but they didn't mess up the landing. And I think that's the, the biggest problem I have with what if as a whole is that at the end of the day, it did what I'm looking for from these projects, whether they're movies or TV shows. And that's introduced me to new elements, ideas, and characters that I want to see more of in the MCU. And the watcher was awesome. Can't wait to see more of him. And even a lot of these variants, I'm interested. I'm interested in Captain Carter. I love that Haley Atwell could very well portray her in live action in a movie. And that's going to be rad. Uh, this idea of this Dr. Strange that is one of the, if not the most powerful being we've seen so far in the MCU next to this Ultron. But even then, the two of them are kind of locked in this thing, uh, battling each other forever. There's a lot of ideas that are really cool. And I love that they swang for the fences with this. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest problem the show has is it's a cool cartoon, but it being Marvel Studios' first cartoon animated project, I think it had to work a little bit more for the people that are shocked that they watch 24 superhero movies and are this invested. Cause I think this turned a lot of people off and I'm worried that a lot of people are going to look at the Disney plus shows and be like, eh, I don't, we don't need to watch them. They're not as important as the, the movies. And like that bums me out because the more everyone's invested, the more high quality stuff we're going to get, the more everyone's going to care about making sure that the details are nailed. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I am, Dude number one that wants shows to be week to week. I like the theorizing. I like the time between to have these conversations. I think what if would have worked a lot better had they done it like Star Wars Visions and just bulk dropped them all at once so that we can kind of work through it. And anytime you had a frustration, it's like, cool, you just watch the next episode and get a different vibe and then get through them and get to the end. And I think people would be like, oh, they built us something. Whereas this was like, what the fuck are they doing? And I'm sitting here like, the watch is getting closer. And like, oh shit, like, Dr. Strange, talk to him and all this stuff. But it's like, it was a little too much of a trickle um, for what we ended up getting that I think would have been a lot more satisfying watching over a weekend. But yeah, see, I think, I mean, I think for all the, like for that reason is one of the reasons why I liked it because I didn't, I, at first I was like, oh, cool. This is not going to have world or universal or multidimensional consequences. This is just going to be some cool stories that we talk about. Right. And that was one of the reasons why I really, really dug Star Wars Visions. You bring that up. And that's a perfect example of like, all of those now granted i think they're gonna do some spinoffs with those because they're freaking awesome and they should do some spinoffs with those but all those are just, it's just fun to be in that world and not have it not have to have 23 or 24 movies and two other shows and all this stuff like straight in your brain and i i think that's going to be you know you mentioned them having to keep everything straight it's all of this stuff is going to get really complicated i mean i'm on week to week podcasts and if i didn't have tim in my life and kevin in my life i'd be like i don't I'm confused thoroughly with this stuff. Sometimes yeah. it's nice just to have some shit that's like a, a standalone insular series that you're like, cool, 
eight episodes we're, we're in we're out you can watch them again you can watch them week to week whatever you don't have to have you know a wikipedia open every single time to remember who half these characters are tim you were gonna you raise your hand yeah i mean i i think that's something that i i've said a lot over the the weekly reviews we did for the show but what i really value me talking about how ambitious this is and connecting these characters and stuff it's reinforcing knowledge that we have of locations and characters and relationships and seeing zola come back i love that because it's like we've seen him come back in in multiple movies but it's like it just kind of reinforces our familiarity with these concepts and ideas so that they can get a little bit crazier they can add multiverse they can add scrolls they can add mm -hmm. like imagine how insane it's going to be yeah, for but... even us to keep up when with those variants and scrolls and it's like all this just needs to make sense for people i always go back to how Years ago, no one would know what Mjolnir is, but now it's Mjolnir's just a household name. Like people understand, oh, it's 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 not just oh, it's Thor's hammer. It's Thor's hammer, and it does this, 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 and this. And yeah. I feel like this show kind of did a good job of allowing us to have these brief flashbacks into old things that we already have in our minds. And on top of that, there's the X factor of, but it's different, and that mm -hmm. allows people to look at it and be like, oh, I know this character. But they're not acting how I know them, so how they're supposed to be acting. So that even reinforces how they're supposed to be acting in your mind. And I think that there's a value to that. Yeah, but I mean, I also feel like that totally, that like all of that kind of weakens things where it's like, oh, they're acting different. I guess they're acting different because that's the way they're written in this particular variation of the universe. Um, yeah, but we're going to, but I think that, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and it's it's the same thing with like the the idea of the multiverse is worrisome i think in my opinion because it's one of those things where, like right now deaths matter you know what i mean like iron man is dead and that's it was a huge moment but if they can pluck iron man from another universe that's very 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 much similar or the same like they they kind of have with loki like even at the end of loki like that those repercussions are kind of worrisome and like, See, I, I disagree with you because I feel like that that I get your logic about death needs to matter. And when it mm -hmm. when it just doesn't, we things can be resurrected, whatever. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. Well, that's when this things series, get really complicated and bullshitty. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like so far, I think they've done a great job where death doesn't need to be the only stake. And this Loki is not the Loki we had, but we now have this Loki with the history of our Loki dying. And I, I think that like they yeah, can't do but, that with every character, but they I did mean, that, well with I, him. And I, I think, expect them to do, I don't expect them to bring back another Iron Man. And if they do, it's not going to be the Robert Downey Jr. Our Iron Man, like that, our, that Iron Man, he died. His death means something. And there's stakes there tied to that, that I don't I, think that they're ever going to go back. My, on. my biggest problem with this series as a whole is I, the, the line that they've said a couple of times where it's like, anything ha can happen in the multiverse where it's like well all right if anything can happen then I, I don't know that anything matters and that's why i like the mcu so much because we have this continuity that is like so special and important and i i just feel like the this show as a whole just like being able to be like, hey, uh, and in this world, Iron Man is dead and somebody else took his thing. And it just it doesn't I don't know. I, I, I don't like the way that like. It's so hand wavy and it just doesn't feel like they're taking it seriously. 
mean, I think all of them building up the sacred timeline stuff and whether or not that's real in the Loki universe, it is real to us. And the MCU, there is our timeline, whatever you want to ascribe the title of it, 616 or the, whatever the fuck numbers, all that shit. It doesn't matter. It's like, we know what we're talking about, that so far there is our timeline and everything else outside of that's multiverse. And the fact that inevitably we're now about to face this uh, place where the Spider-Man movies, the different universes, the X-Men movies, all that stuff, those are all in the multiverse. I think what if does well is it explains, yes, those all do exist somewhere. They don't need to relate to this, but they can relate to this. But we are still most invested in that one singular timeline. So the, yeah, anything can happen here is hand wavy and, and, and can be bad if mm -hmm. that was the main universe we're focusing on. But it's just things that are affecting our universe through enemies like Kang and other multiversal uh, things that we'll see inevitably coming up in the rest of phase four and five and whatever, but we'll see it's on them. And like right now it's, it's getting confusing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, is like, I, I agree with Kevin, like that, that is a, uh, you know, a tool that can be wielded poorly, but up until this point, I think they've proven that they kind of have their heads wrapped around how not to abuse that. Right. And I do, I do think that like, obviously the Iron Man death is one of the most, you know, important and amazing moments in the in the mcu and i don't think they i think it would behoove them to make sure they don't uh mess with that at all um but and also i don't think robert Downey jr wants to come back right i think he's going to come back to like some of the voice stuff but who I, who knows i don't know um but i i trust that they're gonna they're gonna use that appropriately um but also to tim's earlier point right like these stories to me are, are fun and i don't again i don't need them all to be world ending i don't need people to be dead to, to die and stay dead forever i think it's kind of fun that they can play around with it and bring like doctor make doctor strange a bad guy uh and have and have some of these uh different twists on these characters with this one but i'm also i'm also just assuming that the that there's not a ton of like um lasting consequences coming out of the animated property yeah it's gonna be interesting we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out before we move on any longer let me tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by Uncommon Goods. If you're on a mission to be the best gift giver ever this season, it's never too early to start looking. No matter who you're shopping for, Uncommon Goods is the place to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. Some of the cool things I got recently were the there's a baseball park map pint glasses that I got for one of my good friends, James Burke. He doesn't know it's coming yet, but he is going to absolutely love the Oracle Park one. Uh, and also Gia got this puzzle that is really cool. Puzzles are always a fun thing, right? Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade. They have the most meaningful out of the ordinary gifts anywhere and with every Every purchase you make, Uncommon Goods gives $1 back to a nonprofit partner of your choice. So make your holiday season stress-free. Check out their selection of thousands of items. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash kinda funny. That's uncommongoods.com slash kinda funny for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N-G-O-O-D-S.com slash kinda funny. We're all out of the ordinary. Uh, next up, shout out to me, Undies. Are you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well, shield your eyes because the new MeUndies Halloween just dropped dead. If there's one collection you don't want a ghost, it's this one. I always love uh, MeUndies. I always love their themed collections and I especially love when they get fun, like with the Halloween ones. We're glowing in the dark, baby. MeUndies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micro-modal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy. And I can attest to all of that. Of course, even right now, wearing my MeUndies shirt, my lounge pants, my undies, and socks. I love the micro-modal fabric all over my body. It is so soft and I love being a big soft boy. You can get 
your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. I see you, my boo, tricks and treats, lazy bones and lazy pumpkin. MeUndies has a great offer for you first time purchasers out there. You can get 15% off and free shipping. To get 50% off your first order, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. And finally, shout out to HelloFresh. Spooky season is also extra busy season, but one thing you can take off your plate is meal planning and grocery shopping because HelloFresh is here to keep you stocked and chopped. They deliver pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering recipes directly to you. We're talking fresh, going from the farm to your door within a week, so you get the convenience without the sacrifice in quality. HelloFresh offers fantastic variety with over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, so it works great for Paula and Kevin, calorie smart, and even gourmet options. And they're bringing out all the fall options too, like one pot broccoli mac and cheese to make weeknight meals super easy. That sounds fantastic. And I really, really hope that I get to try that one. Cool Greg's been using HelloFresh. Blessing's been using HelloFresh. Kind of funny is a HelloFresh family. Go to HelloFresh.com slash morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals, including free shipping at hellofresh.com slash morning14. Use code morning14. So I reached out to you guys and Nick, or sorry, and Greg and Andy, and I asked everybody to rank the episodes from one through nine of most favorite to least favorite. And I'm pretty interested by the responses. I took all of them, I tallied up the numbers, and I came up with the kind of funny ranking of what we thought of the episodes. And we were all over the place. There was a couple consistencies, but yeah. overall, there was only one thing we all agreed on, and that is, what if Thor was the only child was the last one. Yeah, that That's the sense. only I, thing yeah. we all agreed on. Um, otherwise, everything was kind of up in the air. Uh, I'd say the majority of, majority of us thought that uh, episode nine, what if, or sorry, episode eight, the second to last episode, what if Ultron won, uh, was their number one. Uh, but yeah, so telling you guys what the, the, the order is, and number one, we have What If Ultron 1, episode eight. And number two, we have episode three, What If Earth Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. Interesting. And number three, we have episode one, Captain Carter. What if that she was the first Avenger? That's fine. I'm and number four, <laughs> What If the Watcher Broke His Oath, the finale. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, at number five, What If or episode four, Dr. Strange lost his heart, which I'm pretty interested in. Like that's a lot lower than, than I had it for sure. I think I had um, three or four. So what's interesting here well. is the Ultron one, the, the first episode, the first one is demonstrably higher voted than any of the others. Every other one I just named is very, very close in voting, uh, including the next two where we have uh, number six. What if T'Challa became star Lord and tied at number seven, we have, what if Killmonger killed Tony Stark? And mm -hmm. what if zombies with the exact same amount? And then coming in at the last place, we have by by a long shot uh, <laughs> with a total of five points compared to what if Ultron won at 41 points. <laughs> we have Thor. What if he was an only child? So kind of interesting stuff there. Is there anything that stands out there for you guys? No, I can. I, that all kind of makes sense to I me. Mean, I can see people's different tastes and stuff like that. I think where, where were zombies ranked? Zombies is second to last. Okay, see, I ranked that a little bit higher because I thought it was a really fun episode, but I understand that it wasn't as, like, impactful as some of the other ones. That might be the only one that I would I would maybe argue for a little bit, only because 
to be honest, I'm just a sucker for a good old-fashioned zombie yarn. Uh, and you throw in some superheroes and superpowers into this, and I thought it gave me the it gave me that like uh, getaway vibe of like uh, there's no way to, there's no way they're gonna survive. Then of course the ending of that one I thought was really cool when they show up to Wakanda and zombie Thanos is there with five out of the six Infinity Stones. Yeah. Um, but no, I think for me Ultron one being number one, I thought that was just a really really cool setup episode for you know, as 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 part one of the one two punch. Um, and it was also correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first sort of time we're like oh okay this all built into this right like every single thing was going into this and we're sort of getting a our head wrapped around that like this actually is a series that's playing into a finale not necessarily one-off episodes right or was that- i mean there was hints but it was hints definitely right. the most uh direct because the episode the party thor episode did end with ultron uh coming in and the watch yeah i guess confused. that was but that was the first time we'd seen ultron like yeah with power with the infinity stones right so then when it starts off with the next episode and they start alluding to that you're like oh this is a continuation it's a direct like, continuation yeah. which is super cool and that was like i was like oh this is this is pretty dope this is a cool again it's like what if what if all these episodes built into something what if it was all building what toward if? one big fight what if yeah. hello timney uh um, another thing i didn't talk about uh when i was running through the the stats and stuff but the the music i really appreciate and love the job they did with the music of bringing back the motifs and themes for so many characters like the, even themes that we haven't heard for a long time and i didn't expect to hear again like killmonger's theme mm-hmm. and even when killmonger was kind of like friends with tony and then they did an avengers theme remix with the killmonger style i was like th- there was cool. a lot of cool little ideas they did which again it just goes back to like there's a lot of care and, and trust being put into these projects and like i said this one might have been a little bit too ambitious to I'm, nail everything it's interesting but. i'm shocked that you had that reaction to it sorry going back to that i i, I would have thought you would have been a lot more keen on this you seem kind of middle of the road on it mm. well i just think that it, it just it it again it was really good you. but yeah. I, I think that it, it i personally i just think that it it did not nail the one thing it was most important to, which was being accessible to people and proving its importance as a show that you that is required mm-hmm. viewing. And I still think it's required viewing. I just don't think that it did a good job of expressing that to the audience over nine weeks. Interesting. Uh, I think that now, now that it's all on Disney Plus, I think it'd be a much. I mean, let me put it this way: it's going to be a much easier sell for me to talk to Gia's sister, who gave up watching week to week, who was enjoying it, but was kind of mm-hmm. like. I and you know I'll watch it when I get there, which right. is not how she's been. Someone who is newly addicted to the MCU. I wonder, now I can go to her and be like, "Hey, it's worth watching. Keep going." And I think she's gonna have a really good time. I do. I do wonder that, right? I wonder if it hit from the get go had been like, "Hey, this is all tied into itself." If you had known that from the get go, because then I would have been super intrigued, to be like, "How the hell are all these gonna be?" How well, they yeah, gonna but I feel like episodes? yeah, I I feel like it being revealed that like, oh, they're gonna pull one character from every episode. Like, I, I kind of feel like that's not necessarily enough because it's like, all right, you get the vibe. Like, this is what, like, this is the main character of this episode. This is how they act. Sure. I thought that was cool. I mean, I'm also a sucker for, like, rebuilding teams, right? Like, alt versions totally. of, of the Avengers. I thought that was super cool. Um, but anyway, sorry, back to the list itself. Um, so Doctor Strange was at number four, right? Is that what that was? Or number yes. three? Hold on, actually. Let me, let me confirm. Uh, Doctor Strange is at number five. Oh, number five. I would have thought that would have been higher. I thought that was yeah. a really powerful episode. It's a really good episode. I, I think a lot of it comes down to the Doctor Strange story, specifically the first Doctor Strange movie. I don't think really hits with a lot of us. Well, I mean, um, that, I really the, be- like it. the beginning of it is so it goes by so fast, right? They kind of like we're, we're, we're to the car crash pretty quickly there, but I thought we deal was, with it. For yeah. <laughs> the majority the, of the episode. The, the absolute point in time thing where it's like no matter what, she's going to die feels so much like 
suddenly they're changing the rules of time traveling in this universe. And Dude, the um, thing there, Kev, which I've been confused on too, is mm-hmm. my understanding now having talked to people, it's that it's an absolute point in that universe that it has no, to happen. Yeah, and, and I understand that. But, um, and like, I get that it's paradoxically like, like he wouldn't become who Doctor Strange, the you know, magic man, Sorcerer Supreme, Sorcerer the Supreme, magic man, <laughs> magic man. I pulled something. I grabbed whatever yeah, I did. could. Yeah, El Diablo um, and the magic man. Uh, he, like he wouldn't have been, been able to become that unless he got into that accident or if she died. Um, but it's just like I feel like that breaks what the MCU has already created for time traveling. Like the rules that they set, uh, or at least it didn't do a good enough job explaining things. Like I wish we had a little bit more exposition in that scene or in the, in that episode to like make things fit right. Because like that's that's I put that one second to last for me, and that's the biggest reason. Because like I just feel like they what the, what they um, they're messing around with the rules too much in a way that like it didn't do it for me. It it kind of breaks the episode when it's like oh I guess. He's just stuck in this loop, and now he's going to go further back. That's kind of where I, I get lost My there. thing with that, though, is that I feel like we're still at a point that there aren't rules and that it's just the rules from characters' perspectives. So it's yeah, like Tilda Swinton, mean, ancient one, like saying her whole thing about the flow of time, like she's responsible for the time stone. So like her views on how it all works and what's important versus what's not important, I think would be very different than like what we see in Loki where – there's multiple facets to play where one, the time doesn't mean shit where they are. There is no time. It's everything and nothing at once. But then also there is the TVA that's trying, like they have these goals. Those goals have now changed. Like I think that it's, again, it's confusing because of the order of these things coming out. And I, I do agree that at the end of the day, it doesn't seem the best right now. And it does seem inconsistent, but I believe that Kevin Feige wouldn't allow that to happen without it eventually being like, okay, here's why though. See, I liked, yeah. I understand where Kevin's coming from on this one. I, I get that they're like, it feels like they're sort of rewriting the rules specifically for time travel, which is something that you kind of have to nail down for your audiences other than otherwise it's going to feel very loosey goosey. But I'm sort of coming at this episode as one of my favorites, just from the th- sort of thematic relevance of that absolute point, right? They put that stake in the ground and they say, you cannot change this. And it's the thing that destroys the character. And I thought that was such a compelling little one-off story to tell, right? No matter what he tried, no matter how many people he started killing, um, he could not get past this one point until it, it, until it cost him everything. And I thought that was a really, really cool kind of journey to be on kind of fought, I mean, really messed up journey to be on, right? Like really, very dark story. And obviously we see the character itself from the, from the character design getting darker and darker and darker as he, as he looks forward. And what is, I, what, are they, what are they calling the strange Supreme? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I do wish cool. that that episode had gone a di- little bit differently where it became that he became obsessed with like becoming more powerful and kind of forgets that he's doing all of this, to save her, well, I think he kind of does, though, right? Like he, it, it, I mean, it's no, not. He, he always keeps her in mind, but he is obsessed. There is a level of obsession there, but like the the obsession is so that he can fix the time, like the the time change, and then he goes back and tries to fix it, and that's when he breaks the whole universe and everything mm-hmm. kind of like 
melts into black. I mean, blues. don't forget he also has to kill himself, right? The last person he has to kill is the alternate or like the broken right, apart version split, of him, yeah. which is such a f- screwed up thing to have to do in an episode. But I also love that that sort of like we see that and then we see sort of his redemption arc, which is that he has to now be the the gatekeeper or the prison guard to this this pocket dimension that he's watching Killmonger and and uh, what's the uh, Hydra soldier or the Hydra guy? Hydra Stomper? Uh, no, oh, Artem Zola. Zola. Artem Zola. Zola, yeah. So he's got Zola, and he's got to watch. He's got to watch over them for all eternity as they're like locked in battle, trying to figure, trying to grab those stones. Uh, I just think that's a cool little payoff for that whole story, which is like a little redemption art for him, which is why. I like but him. maybe I like him. pluck the stones out of that moment, and then now that both of them don't have the power, you know, then you're not gonna watch them. Just put them in a dark dimension. I mean, just take the stones away from him. That's what I'm just, saying. Just yeah. destroy <laughs> Zola and be like, cool, we're good. Put Killmonger yeah, back where he belongs. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, that's, that's, that's definitely going to be a, a bigger issue with a lot of these things is right. As, as they start, as they continue to educate us on all of the rules of this stuff, you do start to wonder, like it, it does open some plot holy moments. And I think we mm-hmm. talked about that a lot, specifically with the last couple of episodes, we were like, well, we've seen Thanos snap his fingers and change reality. Right. And yeah. Thanos is, is for all intents and purposes, he's very hard to kill, but he is also just of, he's a very intelligent being that's mortal, right? But the, they, they had the brilliant solution in Endgame of being like, hey, they got rid of those stones, right? Right, but, but my point so, was like... still in the universe, though. But my, my point was as, we, oh, as sorry, we're watching what? this happen as... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah there's something but as but But the issue that I think we had a little bit uh, toward the last couple episodes was like, we are now... You know, we've watched all these. We're smart enough to understand sort of like how these stones work. And we've seen them work in way different ways. So it's kind of weird that like Avengers could go against Ultron, even with this like spell that Doctor Strange or Strange Supreme has cast on them and and have anywhere close to any like chance of making it out alive. It's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. But they, so we had to sort of, that was one disappointing thing. And Tim, you talked about how we had to sort of like, it didn't quite stick the landing. That's the thing that didn't quite stick the landing for me was that, we have that wonderful moment in Infinity War where they go to nowhere and they're like, oh, we beat him. And he goes, no, you and you start hearing Thanos laugh after Gamora thinks she's killed him. And it's not. He's just altered reality and rolled back time. Whatever they're seeing is just totally they different. When you got, yeah, when you and they turned, yeah, he turned to the bubble. about what resume. he did with the reality stone? It's like, Thanos, what the fuck are you doing? Are you He's Michael tri- Myers in Halloween? You oh, yeah. big fan of theatrics? Like, but, like you know I, was, I, mean? I rewatched Infinity War like uh, like last week or so. And yeah, like, when you think about what he does with the reality stones, he turns things into butterflies. He turned things into bubbles. He turns them but, into like, like slinkies and shit. It's isn't like, that, isn't that perfect that they're, they're all like little dumb trinkets and toys? Yeah, that's all they are. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? Because whatever. It, that's all they are to him. But also, like, I don't necessarily think that he is this malicious. Like, obviously, his plan is malicious and destructive. But, like, it's all rooted in, not in his cruelty, but in his, like, He sees it as mercy, compassion. right? He sees it yeah. as, like, yeah. His compassion, his love, uh, mercy, yeah. Because that's what he he did to his own planet, right? Yeah. Titan, he was, like, let or attempted that's to do. That's what he wanted he was, to like, do. Let's, yeah. let's do this 50-50, including myself. And they said no, and the Titan falls apart. So, like, that, that all fits to the character, and, like, that all feels What I'm right. saying is, though, like, when, when he used it, it just felt a lot more, like, unbeatable than when Ultron uses it in the final yeah. episode of this thing. And I think that was an issue for me going in. I'm like, 
I should feel like there's no way they're going to win. And I thought it was so just that that moment at the end of Endgame was so clever that I'm like, you can't possibly get close to that. And I just feel like it was it was a bit of a letdown when they inevitably beat Ultron, even though it was kind of clever. He's like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen the whole time. And you're like, oh, cool. That was pretty cool. Like he kind of understood what was going on. Watch was like, I get it. I, this is what has to happen. Kind of playing the chess pieces as they lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I still felt like it wasn't. I still felt like. Part of me was like, why doesn't Ultron just snap his fingers and blink him out of existence? Yeah, I, I mean, don't understand why he can't do that. That's like, the he's reality. smart enough. He's, he's a hyper smart intel, like AI that's like getting exponentially better and smarter at this thing. You don't think he would have figured out, boom, everything's gone. He just snaps everything out of existence. At one point, doesn't he kind of create an explosion that implies like destroys the galaxy? Yeah. And I then they cut does. back to a them. Galaxy. And it's one of those things. What? A galaxy, because that's yeah, during the scene where they're like being I mean, cut through. Like, the... But like the fact that like we can just be like, yeah, a galaxy is just kind of like, all right, well, so it doesn't matter how big the explosion was. Their magic armor suits protected them from it. You know what I mean? So it could have been yeah, see, a bedroom size explosion and I'm it would have okay. done the same effect. I'm okay with all of that. I, again, I don't love it. I, I don't love how the, the this all came together and I wish that it was cleaner and I wish that I enjoyed the way that they did it more than I actually did. I like and think that it works how they did this because we don't know all the rules of how these stones work in different universes. It's not the comics. This is the MCU version telling of these stories. And with what we saw in Loki of like, cool, they're paperweights in the TVA, in this uh, place outside of time and all that. Like, cool, that can affect these differently. We don't know how these stones work when they're in other universes. We don't know that like Ultron, no matter how smart he is, if he has the knowledge of how to use them all correctly, he's rapidly learning how to do all this stuff. But we see him going through the like breaking as he's fighting the watcher into all of these different universes and timelines and like moments and whatever. And it's affecting those differently. So it's like what the, where they end up with, with strange in particular, like kind of becoming this ridiculously OP character that we see throughout his episode and uh, kind of like destroying all the different beasts and stuff. It's like, that is something we don't know. We don't know how powerful he is compared to even all of the stones. So it's like him having the shields and stuff. They set it up that he is ridiculously powerful. And that's on top of Dr. Strange, somebody we already know has ridiculous magic power. So it's like, I think that at the end of the day to, I just said a lot of things to make it really simple. I don't like how OP they made everybody in the final fight because it just made it all too much. But I think they did play by their own rules enough and it was OP versus OP. So I am okay with them. Like, well, why didn't they just do this with the stones or whatever? It's like, well, Doctor Strange could counter that because he's Strange Supreme and like he is fucking ridiculously powerful. And we don't know how the stones work in these different universes and stuff. And I imagine one day we'll get into that and, and, and he does lose time. right you know you see that moment where all the all of his spells start to just sort of like rip off of mm-hmm. people as as ultron's kind of powering up um so that does work as well it's just like there's there's the flip side of that also which was um i think it was in the episode prior where it's what if ultron one where we do see thanos and he's got all the infinity stones except for the the um mind stone mind. and he just goes <laughs> and just bisects him <laughs> you're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> like that was easy to do which i thought was actually really really cool i was like that was not because i was thinking oh it's gonna be so interesting to watch him go against thanos and you're like nope that was a nice well see an, an actual cool subversion of expectations <laughs> and what, what's cool with that is like even just following the logic of just what we've seen of the stones which granted despite these stones being in so many of these movies 
we don't see them much. Like it's essentially mm-hmm. Infinity War and a little bit in Endgame uh, that we see them actually used, especially in tandem with each other. And oftentimes we see the color glow of like obviously the green for time or like the purple for power and all that. We'll see the Mind Stone being like worked with uh, in tandem with some of the other things, which allows the Mind Stone kind of allows them to do the snap. You know, yeah, it allows yeah. them to use all the stones together. It's like and the, I think that that's kind of the interesting thing. Around, somewhat. So it's like you need all of them and you need the Mind Stone to be able to control all the stones together. And even then, like the different Wait, wh- characters where are you getting that from? I'm just saying, I, I think that that would make sense for how they, they place this. Yeah, yeah I'm canon, just like canon. that there's, like I said, there's not much evidence in these things, but like sure. what we've seen of how they're using them in tandem, why wasn't he just using all the stones at all time? That's a good reason why, you know, like that yeah. and that from there's been now a couple of times where that would have made sense where all the stones are only being used when the mind stones being used, whereas all the other stones we are we're seeing kind of in different tandems with each other, mm-hmm. whereas the mind stones usually powering vision, right? right, <laughs> right. Vision's dead for the 10th time. Ugh, poor Paul Bettany. What's he going to do? What is he going to do? I don't know. I don't know. This has been a great talk. I love this. I love talking about all this stuff. Let, let's get into it. That's, that's what I'm saying. You guys are all lukewarm on this series. Look at it. We, we could wax poetic on all these episodes for yeah, hours I, on I, end. I, I, the fact that like. Was, oh, you guys are like, what happened at the end of Loki? Who cares? That's what I'm saying right the, now. What if Loki, number one? I, yeah, I, that's the thing. I think each one of these shows that we've seen so far, their ending has like a purpose. Like, right? I mean, the first. Uh, Winter Soldier, no, Captain America and Falcon is no. God, I'm so close. Falcon, Winter Soldier and, and Falcon. The Winter Soldier. Oh, there, the it other way. Winter yes. there it is. Close, close. I At the end of that, that we created a new Captain America. Like we walk away from it, and we're like, ah, oh, that's mm-hmm. Captain America. At the end of Wandavision, Wanda is walking out and like is now. She has the dark hold. What's what's a dark hole, Tim? It's uh, it's like oh. milk chocolate, but dark chocolate. Nice. Okay. Uh, no, Chaos but, magic book. Got the it. Dark okay, hold. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was joking. Jesus but Christ. um, she but she's on a journey to find her kids. It seems like right, or at least has an understanding of magic and is wants to take that. Sorry, Cecil's losing his shit. Paula walked by and caught his attention, and he's no, he's got he's chasing insane. his tail right now. Yeah, he's chasing his tail. Yeah. Um, and then what? Uh, what's the and then Loki obviously introduced Hang <laughs> and like even like there's another season coming so there's more mm-hmm. story this i just don't get what what if comes out of well I, that's the thing i don't necessarily think there needs to be right but that but that's also well, the that's thing what i'm saying like, that, look at how look at is. how we, we, well, look the, at how, the watcher right the watcher now kind of is he broke his oath he's interacting with with uh different universes it's like the multiverse is now it's, broken open in a different I, way we sorry, have the guardians of the multiverse that, these are all things that lead that have an impact on the MCU. Yes, but proper. I will argue. I would argue they're unnecessary, right? So that's what's so interesting about this, right? Is like at the end. When's the last time we saw Sam and Bucky and and the the Shield in the MCU in the cinematic universe, right? Who who does he hand? He hands the Shield over to Sam, right? And Sam's like, I don't know about this, right? And that's the last time we see him. So if they had just picked it up with Sam being the new Captain America, they would not have needed too much more set up for that. What's cool about a lot of this stuff is they're filling in. I think that's the same in... jump we see from Iron Man, uh, the end of Iron Man 3 to Infinity War. Is that what it is? Where he's Age got Age of Ultron. Where he's once again in Iron Man. And we're like, that's weird. In the last movie, at the end of it, he's giving up Iron Man. 
and now he's back and you know what I mean? Like there's a gap yeah, there but, that doesn't but again those those are easily explained, right? You don't need eight hours to explain why why the guy but that's I think Iron that's Man one of the one of the Iron Man, suit, Iron Man again, right? What I'm saying is a lot of these series are cool, but they are ultimately unnecessary. They're entertaining and I'm glad they exist and they serve, in my opinion, to fill a a, a fun a fun area where they they're, they're sort of filling in some of these details that don't need to be filled in. I don't need to necessarily see Sam struggle and grapple with the idea of being Captain America for eight episodes. It's great, and I thought it was good storytelling, and it's and it and it, and it fleshes out his character more. But I already love Sam, and I want him to be Captain America. So they could have literally started the next movie with him as Captain America and had a few lines of dialogue of him like getting used to the suit. And I think it still would have worked. I'm glad that they're. What I'm saying is they're using these series to sort of like back up cool stuff for the mcu but i don't think they're ever in i don't think in the brain of kevin feige he's like the the series are going to be as important as the movies i think the movies are always going to take precedent i don't know man i i I hope i hope that's definitely the way they're seeing stuff i just i mean they're definitely not right because like the movies make billions of dollars and the series don't necessarily do that so the movies are always going to be more important until that. yeah but the movies cost like an absurd amount of money to make some of the shows have cost a lot of money i'm not entirely sure like what I think that Loki was probably the most expensive one, right? Right, but the same with the same with Loki, right? Like that Loki exists to introduce the concept of the multiverse and Kang, but that's not something that we we need that much time. I to like I mean, any I argument think, you're making here, you can apply to any of the movies as well. What I'm saying is, you guys are saying all, all these shows have to have world-ending consequences, and I'm saying I'm, that I'm, I don't think I'm that's not what saying they're looking at. They have to have world-ending. I'm saying that they grow the MCU. Like, now we understand Kang in a way that we wouldn't have understood him if he was just introduced in, what, the Multiverse of Madness? Ant-Man. No, no, the other one. Ant-Man, that's right. Quantum of Solace. I think, Quantum but, but do we? Right? Because Quantumania. Quantumania, that's it. But, I mean, uh, again, not, not to disagree with you, but do I mean, we? He's, we talked yeah, about no. Kang for 20 minutes in one of the episodes? I mean, he's like a complex ass character is what we're yeah, going to get. But we like, talked about him for 20 minutes of the last episode, right? We didn't yeah, even know King like, was, I, a, was, a, was a character in this until the very last episode of Loki. So like, I think a lot I, of these things I are mean, like, there were I think a lot they're of people... tricking us in, in, into believing that these are incredibly important when we're only really getting like a little bit of nugget of something that goes to back up what's going to happen in the larger. But I, I, I guess that like, that's the case. Like after I'm done watching this stuff, I go and then try to do research about the, the, the characters. Like, of course you do. The, the but average, of the the average Joe Blow viewer that's going to go watch these in the movie theaters. No, but they're going to watch our YouTube videos. A, a bunch of them are going to watch YouTube videos that will explain the stuff that we're talking about. You know what Maybe, I mean? or they'll just go into the movies and they'll just watch the what, that part where the character goes, "That's Kane the Conqueror. He's this, this, and this." And they go, "Okay, cool." <laughs> like, yeah, but like that's, you're right. Like, but the comple- like the complexity of the MCU isn't. Made, like being made for those viewers, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it like no, no, no. The but that's, movie that's what I'm saying is, is like I think that I think they're doing. Sorry, I'm not saying these are bad series. I'm saying they're doing a very smart job of hedging mm-hmm. their bets, right? They're giving us a lot of a lot more detail. It's like reading a compendium to the movies is how I view some of these series, right? I don't ultimately think that you need to watch the Loki series to understand who Kang is. I think they'll still have to set that up a little bit in the movies when Kang is introduced to the multiverse of magic. Doctor Strange is going to have to be like, I've never encountered this person before. Who is he? And someone's going to have to explain who it is, right? And they're going to, and thus, by virtue of that, explain it to the audience members that maybe didn't watch Loki or mm-hmm. don't have a Disney Plus subscription but still want to take their family to go to these movies. So it's cool that they are able to make and th- these series but they also have to make sure that they're hedging their bets and, and they're going to introduce these characters properly in the, in the old, old, you know, overarching timeline of the, of the movies themselves. 
Yeah, that makes sense. We'll have, we'll have to see. I, I think that it's just rough now because of all the pandemic stuff and orders and like like Falcon Winter Soldier was not the show it should have been. WandaVision was not the show it should have been. By all accounts, Loki was the show it should have been. So I'm expecting us to get more Lokis in the, the future, hopefully. Uh, but the future is so far away. Nick? Can you hit me with haiku and review, please? Seven syllables in the middle. You got five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to sweat it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. I said haiku and review. What haiku in review? Everybody now rhyme or don't. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form, just like Andrew Feisner did. The biggest mixed bag. Pieces not in good order. What a jumbled mess. Okay. Okay. Samuel Griffin saying, what if's pitch meeting? Let's kill Tony Stark for fun. Just kidding. Unless. What if? That was good. Um, and then we got Z Paul saying, you can see what if the watcher stopped just watching to save everything. There we go. What if I couldn't review? Cool. Um, I'm going to say it. We're not going to do a Ragu Bagu. Yeah, this one. No, 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 no. Ultron. Oh, this Ultron. Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have do you the have full list of bad guys. I am though. going to find it okay. for you guys. I don't have the vote, but I, I think that we'll all. I thought he was. We'll a, I thought he was. Vote. While you're finding that, I will say I thought it was a compelling villain. I thought he was very interesting. I, I, I'm fascinated by. If you would have told me, hey, we're going to do a story where Ultron gets the Infinity Stones, I'd be like, that is a terrifying and cool concept to play around with. I don't 100% think they stuck the landing, and it's unfortunate they couldn't get Spader mm-hmm. back for it. But everyone was not was hard on this voice actor that did Ultron. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he brought just a different style to it, a different tone to it, and it was kind of straightforward. It's almost like the guy played it like it's a foregone conclusion that Ultron's going to win, which sounds like I'm being negative on it, but that's I don't I don't mean it in that way. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I also didn't have an issue with his voice. I just wished it was Spader. Like I oh, feel yeah, like that would have that would Spader's got such an iconic classic voice, right? He's up there with with a lot of the other great voice actors of the day or voices of the day. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed him a lot. I, I thought that he uh the fight scenes he was in were fantastic. I, I thought that there was a lot of like spectacle, really cool uses of the stones. I thought his story was was very engaging. I was in it the entire way through. I think it got a little too OP. The fights got a little too grandiose and big and like a little too heady of like what is happening right now? And it kind of lost me there. And at the end of the day, I just think that we didn't get enough time throughout the series building up just the villains. Having the two episodes was nice, but I do think episode eight was much better than episode nine. But having said that, I still think I would rank him pretty high. I mean, I'd rank him higher than OG Ultron. Oh, me too. Well, I, I mean, too. I don't I don't think I'd go higher than B. So yeah, we're, now let's Class. let's see where we even want to start here. We have the S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier going from there. Let's let's go. Let's start at the A tier. I don't think he's going to be S tier. Definitely not S tier. I agree. Um, a tier starts with He Who Remains from Loki slash the TVA, okay. and then ends with Mysterio from Far From Home. Ugh. Yeah, he's like Mysterio's definitely better than him, right? What what is B tier? Then B tier starts. <laughs> with Baconator from first class and yeah. ends with Ultron from Ultron. Ultron. I think it's above I Ultron. Mean, yeah. So I definitely think it's B tier, right? I mean, I would argue, I could argue. I, that could, more, I could argue for a, I could argue. I could argue that. I think he's, I think he's a much more compelling villain than Mystique or Mysterio, not Mystique. Sorry. Mysterio. Mysterio. 
And yeah. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought that was cool. But I mean, yeah. I, I thought the concept behind this and, the, and I, his motivations were fascinating and terrifying. The I fact mean, that he I, was I think able to find this, a multidimensional pocket where the Watcher is hiding in and break yeah, through he, it and kill him is cool. He just found it because, like, what the computer got like. I, I don't even know like that's, how that's he found Ultron's it. That's thing, though. So he just had five five thing. stones, and that made it so he could magically, for convenience' sake, hear the Watcher. You know, like like what, I don't know what the like I to me he's so OP and yet so like stupid about what he's doing with his powers uh, that it just uh, it's it, he's well, not I mean, ranking very high. I mean, I guess it depends on your touchstone for like what makes a good villain, right? But like at, at a certain point in this series, I was like, that is. The, it gave me that feeling when you were a kid and you're watching like a horror movie of like the, the bad guy, like you can't get away from it. And I got that feeling when I was watching what a bulk one, I got that feeling when they're fighting. I'm like, there's no way they can beat this guy. And I think that's a really cool accomplishment. I think that speaks yeah, yeah. to the setup of the character. And I think the acting of the character is there. And you have that when you're, when you're, when you're filled with it for a second, that feeling of dread of like, Oh no, I'm really these, these characters that I love, the protagonists are in like mortal peril right now i think that's pretty cool and i think that's a sign of a good like good old-fashioned bad guy mm. there's yeah, no I, way i, I could put I it above mysterio that. uh mainly because i loved like they made mysterio cool mysterio was one of the villains that i, mean, I never Jake thought Hall, bro get out but i mean over, even you know? I, I mean he's awesome but it's like even just the the scene of him fucking with peter with like the snow globe and the zombie stark and all that that's one of my favorite so scenes cool. in the mcu period um i like that at the end of the day mysterio wins the movie ends with him exposing peter parker like uh, and like making it look like he's a murderer. Like I think there's a lot of really cool stuff there. So I can't go that high. So there's B tier. B tier. Uh, if me and Kev win that out. So he, he'll be in B tier somewhere unless he's even lower. But I, 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 I say he's B. I could see him being top B tier. That's my thing. Baconator from first class. Let me read Not these to great. you guys. Yeah. Let me read these to you and see if you think that he is better than all of them. Oh, my God. I um, thought you said Bacon Guy. Greg is insane. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is, to be clear, Kevin Bacon Got in it. first class. Yep. Got it. Uh, I, I, I want to just reiterate that I urged us to purge everyone that isn't MCU out of this list to make the, it would make it a much better list. And on the list, list. It's Stupid. on the list. On the list, Kevin. So listen to me here. Baconator, first class. Pearson, Logan, and X-24. From uh from Logan, Striker, from X two, Hydra, from Captain America Winter Soldier, and then Ultron from Ultron. I'd go number above all those. I'll put him above Kevin Bacon. I agree with that, and that was originally where I thought he'd fit. So fucking nailed it. I do want to give a shout out to Kevin Bacon though. You know why? Just watched uh, five minutes of Tremors last weekend. Love that Ooh, movie. Ooh, good for Great you. Film. Great <laughs> yeah, film. Great film. Might watch it this weekend. We'll see. Hard to, to watch on stuff. Though. I don't have edit on access. I think it's on AMC sucks. right now. Interesting. Just copy AMC and paste and make a note. That's what AMC. I'm doing. Just tweeted it, Greg. He'll figure uh, it Nick, out. can I get your AMC login? Thanks. Uh, well, I don't have an AMC uh, login. You should All right. whatever provider you have. Fair enough. I can look into it. And now it's time, everybody, to rank the MC. Oh, here we you go. and those abs, baby. Uh, I wish we got some watcher abs. <laughs> for nick to, to rank in this what um if? so what i'm gonna do is we're just gonna vote for where we think it is and then i'm gonna read the whole list so everybody knows where we're at okay copy that that's a smart use of our time here thank you tim thank you thank you very much nick um so to start off i'm gonna read greg and andy's thoughts and let mm. them rank mm. Boo. Mm. Mm. i feel andy, like they should get half a vote <laughs> andy cortez 
says, what if missed a bit more than it hit for me? Jeffrey Wright was fantastic, but unfortunately for me, some bad writing and bad delivery from the other actors outweighed the positives. I put this below Iron Man 3 at number 26. That's way too low. Andy, get get over yourself. Mm, mm, mm. Greg Miller says, I would put it at number 19. Because with the exception of Black Widow and First Avenger, this is where I enter my, man, I'm not stoked to rewatch this. What if at its bright spots, give me all the Captain Carter content. I'm glad I watched it, but I haven't thought much about any of the episodes after they aired. I love when the MCU does the unexpected and makes us debate theories, motives, and decisions after the credits roll. Most of what if episodes felt incomplete and the fact that anything could happen made for plots that weren't grounded enough to dig into. In the end, what if ends up being just a cartoon? It's one with a lot of our favorite actors and cool ideas, but if this was just airing on Disney XD and wasn't billed as MCU, I doubt I would have made time for it or felt like I was missing much. Uh, so yeah, that leads to us. I'm going to say I'm right there with Andy. Number 26 under Iron Man three, uh, and above Hulk. I think that this is one of the weaker MCU projects. Again, I really, really enjoyed it, but I do think it has more in common with Hulk Thor and Thor two than it does any of the, the movies above it. Interesting. Um, I, let me go next. I would put it right above dark world. Oh shit! It did, yeah. It didn't do much for me, if I'm being honest. And mm. by the end of the season, it really was a drag to watch these episodes. Um, I don't think if we were like, and this is me being completely honest, if we were doing interview, I don't know if we weren't doing interview, or you know what I'm saying. I don't know that I would have like continued to watch this season after like the third or fourth episode. Nick Sarpino, take us home. Uh, I mean, I would obviously I'm going to get outvoted here, but I would put this much higher on the list. I think that. Um, this is for me a really fun, like kind of classic style cartoon. And I know that I, I was, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm filled with nostalgia here, but I think overall it came together a lot better in my opinion than Falcon and Bucky. Um, I didn't love the protagonists or excuse me, the antagonists in that. And I just felt like a lot of that, uh, was, was most of the strength of, of Sam and Bucky hanging out together. And that just wasn't enough for me to, for it to be super memorable to me. Um, although I do love uh, Sam's journey to, to becoming Captain America, which I think was the sort of the core of that one. But I think this one overall came together better than honestly, I think it came together better than the majority of um, the MCU series that we've seen so far. But I can't put it above most of those movies. So I'd probably put it at number 17 right above. There we go. So that means the new MCU as it stands for the next couple of weeks until we return with the Eternals. Uh, number one, Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Homecoming. Number four, Civil War. Number five, Ragnarok. Number six, Winter Soldier. Number seven, Guardians 2. Number eight, Loki. Number nine, WandaVision. Number 10, Avengers. Number 11, Guardians 1. Number 12, Shang-Chi. Number 13, Iron Man. Number 14, Far From Home. Number 15, Black Panther. Number 16, Doctor Strange. Number 17, we got falcon and the winter soldier i was going to make fun of you kevin i decided not to do it so there you go that's yours for the day number 17 falcon and the winter soldier number 18 captain marvel number 19 ant-man and the wasp number 20 ant-man number 21 black widow number 22 iron man 2 number 23 age of ultron number 24 first avenger number 25 iron man 3 number 26 give it to me one last time nick what and question mark number 26 what if (laughs) number 27 hulk number 28 thor and number 29 thor 2 the dark 
world. Like I said earlier, we're going to return later this week with a Spider-Man 1 rewatch. Very excited to hang out with you guys, talk about that again. Uh, and then next week, we'll be back with Ghostbusters and Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. And remember, if you like other movies that we're not doing in review for, we're just doing reviews, that is where you want to go to kind of funny screencast for uh we got dune coming up this week and then we got a whole bunch of other stuff too and as we move into 2022 there's going to be a whole bunch of tv shows we're doing because right now we do the weekly uh reactions to all of the mcu stuff but we got dc's peacemaker coming when the boys comes back we're going to be doing it we got invincible season two at some point it's about to get crazy you're definitely going to want to be subscribed to youtube.com slash kind of funny and the kind of funny screencast and kind of funny in review podcast feeds please drop what you're doing right now if you've made it this far in the show and you are not subscribed to any of those things please just do it just do it for me do it for kevin we'll do beg. it for cecil i'm not i'm not ashamed of it i'll beg mm -hmm, mm -hmm. please Til please god time. do it please